Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Want to jump in? Get it on. Phone call, 216-220-0966. You can email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You tell me. Either way, no way, no how, whatever. Just lay back and listen to the fun and frivolity of the show. Worst case scenario, listen to the fun and frivolity of the show. All right, uh, in case you didn't get the newsletter, here's what's happening on the show tonight. By the way, let me run back. Um, If there's anything else you want to find out about the show, you can find it at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Now, here's what's happening. Coming up for the balance of the show, in about 12 minutes from now, the first Tuesday of the month. I mean, man, can you believe it? Here we are in the beginnings of October. Uh 
I said it in February, and you thought I was kidding. Indeed, I'm not. 2016 rapidly coming to a close with uh, just a mere few months left on the docket before 2017 appears. The first Tuesday of every month brings a visit from the good barbecue doctor, you know, Ray Lampy. He's a barbecue Hall of Famer. 9.35, the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour or Series or Tournament, however you want to term it. I don't like to put labels on things myself, but if you do, put your specific label to whatever the Sam's Club means to you. The president and CEO of MMA Creative and the creator of the World Food Championships, which is also on its way, Mike McLeod joins us. Then we move to the second hour. A lot of Sam's Club will be talked about because it's pretty big. It all ended this past weekend. Taking a sixth overall, uh, we'll probably hit it in a cursory sense before we get on to some other barbecue topics. The pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, longtime sponsor of this show, and a guy who has no shortage of takes on anything related to the world of barbecue and grilling, especially the competition side, Sterling Ball will be joining us. And to close out the show, as I had mentioned at least two other times here in the last five seconds, the Sam's Club National Barbecue Series ended this past weekend. This team won it, will be visited by none other than the pitmaster of Iowa's Smoky D's, Darren Worth. We'll recap it with Big D. And see where this one stacks up. I mean, this is, I think this is it. He's won everything now with the Sam's Club. Well, I mean, uh, Memphis and May gets a little tricky, of course, just because uh, he has not won that. But everything else that we talk about when it comes to uh, barbecue and grilling, he's won. So, all right, I got to make a small sound adjustment here, real quick. Hold on one second. Oh. Hold on. Can't hear myself now. I got to plug in up here on the mixer. Otherwise, the electric noise that this thing is providing me is going to make me go. Oh, I can't use that. Uh-oh. Well, guess we're just going to have to suffer. Oh, well. All right, I can suffer through it. That's all right. It's only going to drive me up the wall. Why? Where's my color? Oh, man, what a pain in the ass. Uh, Yeah, so as I was saying, I don't know, holding the Memphis at May, I think Darren's won it all. American Royals, Jack Daniels, Kingsford Invitationals, now the Sam's Club National Series. (laughs) Wow, he's won a lot. What's left to win? He's winning or won pretty much everything, uh, at least in the sanctioning bodies that he's competing in on a regular basis. So there you go. Uh, Ray Lampy, Mike McLeod, Sterling Ball, Darren Worth, your lined-up guests for this evening. You, if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. The show is on. Send everybody where it counts. The main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, for the audio OutdoorCookingChannel.com, longtime syndication video partner of this show. 
You can get it on Roku as well if you go to the App Store and look for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If they have it, go ahead and get it. You can stream it right from your high-screen or high-definition television or high-screen definition television. It's a new phrase we're starting out here on the show this week. I was getting a lot of uh, questions about when I was going to be leaking out the Doug Tratner and myself review of Woodstock Barbecue over on the west side of town. I have not released that yet, uh, basically because I haven't actually gone in and uh, edited the audio yet. There were some imperfections that I want to clean up. But that should be all set in like the next day or two, so look for that. Uh, the podcast of this show will be up at 11.55 this evening, as it is each and every Tuesday. Um, you, you may, you won't know, well, so maybe what you've noticed is that I, I'm not wearing these this week. These. That made my color look better. What the hell? Um, I've uh, gotten a new pair. Of, oh, boy, they just fell right down. Of IEMs, uh, inner ear monitors, uh, and these were not uh, gifted, by the way. These were purchased. 64 audio. These are the uh, A3s. These are the Apex models. Look at that. I mean, look like a million bucks right now. What the hell happened? It's unbelievable. John, what the hell happened? Hold on. I think it registered the black on that box and it made the color go better. Wow. Anyway, so now, like these, the if you, it's like a Ferrari. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. I can just write it off as a work expense. Thank God, I would never buy the mother. These are like the low end. Like they go all the way up to A12, which is like 12 drivers per side or 12 speakers in your ear. And I don't even know if you can see it. Like these are what the uh, musicians wear on stage. I think there's two or three different companies that actually make this kind of stuff, but 64 Audio is well-respected. Uh, Beyonce wearing the same inner ear monitors. Beyonce. You ever heard of Beyonce? She wears them. She probably wears A12s. But those are like $1,800. I'm not dropping $1,800 to listen to me talk. But I want to hear the imperfection, so I upgraded. They had to do the whole ear mold situation. I had to go with an audiologist. They pumped my ears full of this really wet, sticky stuff that casted my... And it, like, went all the way down. I had to bend twice. The guy told me, he's like, look, have you ever had this done before? I was like, no. He's like, yeah, well, it's going to hurt. And I was like, it's going to hurt? He said, yeah. I got to get through the second bend of the ear canal. He's like, that, that's like stuff that never happens. I was like, oh, okay, well... Needless to say, when he got past the first bend and he said, okay, it's going to hurt now, and then the next jab he made to make sure everything was in there, I was like, no! Get that big stuff out of here. <laughs> My voice is better. So, three weeks after the fact, these just showed up last Thursday, and this is the first show, the inaugural show that the A3s or in the ears, and you can't even tell. This is even better than my uh, in-ear monitor system that I had, like the news anchors wear. You put these things in with your MP3 player or whatever you use to listen to music privately. These things bring it like you name the great speakers of the day: the Sherwin Vegas, the Bose speakers, 
the Roxford Fosgate, the Alpines. These are Alpines for your ears, baby. Yeah. Hey, Butcher, what's up? So anyway, that's why, because uh, I know some of you are always detailing out what am I wearing, what am I not. A lot of people have noticed that my hair is growing back. John called me a blue hair. I am not 78 years old. Yep. Oh, my voice. Got it. I missed it. I'm trying to do a show here. I can't catch all of the zingers. Bazinga. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices, stop here. This is the company that created it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I don't get into the minutia here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's a not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology right today because, hey, hey, maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend the pit temperatures. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs or all of that. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There are currently a, num- a number of different models to choose from, right? You have the Procom 4. You have the uh, CyberQ Wi-Fi, which is huge. Huge. You can connect any of your smart devices to this thing, and it will monitor a number of internal temperatures of meat. It also monitors your pit temperature. You don't even have to get out of bed anymore to ramp it up or ramp it down. Once it hits the temperature you set it, it turns into a holding type of a pattern as well. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven still out there, still available, still doing successfully on the competition circuit and in backyards, fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates the half and full pans for food service. Working seamlessly, of course, with any of the barbecue pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, please call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, that's 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough and barbecue technology. All right, uh, we're back with the good doctor, Ray Lampy. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
All right, welcome back. Hold on, I gotta fix my color. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I did it. Eh, kind of. Hey, this is where I usually tell you that the portion of this show is brought to you by the Sam's Club Barbecue Tour. Uh, that's wrapped up. It's done with another successful partnership with Sam's Club. So that's great. Uh, stand by for this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. Uh, just like that, Ray Lampy is with us, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Ray, what's up? Hey, Greg. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Doing absolutely fabulous. Ray, I always appreciate you making time for the show. So a lot of Facebook questions popped up here over the course of the day, which we'll get to, of course. Uh, Before we do that, uh, do a little housekeeping here and talk, uh, I guess, most importantly, uh, and while there was kind of like this uh, unknown reveal at the Hartville Fair a couple weeks ago as far as your book being released, it is now officially out and shipping, and people are getting their hands on it, right? Yeah, today today was like the alleged day, but it always shows up a little early. So, yeah, we've had it at a couple events. Um, I know it's shipping from Amazon. People started getting them today, and big launch at Eggtoberfest this weekend. All right, so uh, once again, if we can just circle back to the book just for a couple minutes, um I guess we're both surprised that it's your first Big Green Egg cookbook uh, over the time that you've been with Big Green Egg. But uh, when people get it, uh, what can they expect from the effort? Yeah, 13 years of working with them and and nine cookbooks, and finally I got around to writing a Big Green Egg book. Um, You know, the the beginning is the story, how I started with Big Green Egg, how 13 years of what happens, you know. Um, it's, It's been a wild ride. The company was pretty small when I started, and it's pretty big now. Um, you know, it's one of them things we all get to take the credit for it, but it's been fun. Forget that. It's been a lot of fun uh, watching it grow, and it's uh, the story's all in there. Nice pictures of me and Ed Fisher and Jody, the marketing girl, and you know, it very very means a lot to me. A lot of, very sentimental. Uh, Ray, are you surprised that you know when the product came over, like in I forget what it was, 1974 or something along those lines, that it was going to grow into the Legion-esque or the cult-esque following that it has developed over the many decades? Well, for me personally, I was not aware of Big Green Egg until I started hanging around on the Internet. In the early days of the Internet, um, I was the the antichrist for Big Green Egg guys because the Big Green Egg immediately you know, clicked on the Internet with all the guys, the, the fanboy kind of stuff, and I couldn't believe that it was actually that good. So I really enjoyed making fun of them. Um, but I got one and started cooking on it, <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's it's not BS, man. I, I, anybody knows me knows if I didn't like that thing, I wouldn't be still trying to sell it 13 years later. Uh, as far as the Hartville hardware trip that you took a couple weeks ago, I mean, we had uh, promoted it for like two months leading up to it, and uh, we had obviously taken in a, a dinner. Wednesday night before the, the big event, but this was like my first time getting out to seeing a grilling event and demonstrations, and there were, you know, Big Green Egg is a manufacturer, Traeger was a manufacturer that had Weber representatives. I mean, it was a pretty well-represented 
type of a, of an event. So for a first timer like me, it seemed like wow, this is way over the top. They got some big name guys in the industry. You've been around this stuff a billion times for you know many many years. How does this one rank as opposed to some of the other ones that you've been to? Well, nowadays it's kind of commonplace, but it's cool to go to an event like this because we dreamt of this happening, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It, only in our dreams did a big store like that devote that much space. How about that beautiful display they have? This whole giant room decked out, the grills up on that rafter and everything. Uh, I mean, what a cool place. And then to have that big event and all the interaction, the people really came. When I was doing my demo, they said it was like 130 people in there in that tent. Um, I mean, and then plus the cook-off going on on the other side. Man, it, it, it's, you know, how does it rank with other ones? I don't know. It was a real good one. Um, but I'm lucky to say I've been to quite a few that are that good. And and it just really makes me feel good that that stuff even exists. So I guess this is the litmus test on how good of an event it was. Holding Big Green Egg aside, if they came to you and said, Ray, we would love to have you back next year, name the price. Is it something that you had enough fun at and got enough value out of that you would do it again? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope to go back next year. I'm planning on it, frankly. Yeah, nice people down there. I mean, it was really interesting place. I mean, a very, uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe the neighborhood. You know, it really uh, unique people, very, very Christian people, very serious about things. And, uh, uh, you know, not a bar in town, and but yet they were happy. Um, <laughs> so it, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see. It, it's I really love that I get to go places like that. I think we talked about it before, joking about going to, you know, suburban Akron, but I love going to places like that. So, yeah, man, I'd go back. And, and but yeah, the event totally lived up to what it should have been. Um, the cook-off was fun. I got to judge the cook-off. We, we, I love events like that because probably half the stuff was competition-worthy, KCBS-worthy. Uh, another quarter of it was really good but just interesting not that that worthy not exactly competition stuff and then a quarter of it was just i don't know what them guys were thinking but god bless them it was fun and and if their family likes that keep cooking it yeah i guess that was going to be my next question was when you got to you were one of the five judges that did the uh the the evaluation of the ribs and i thought it was great you know from a competitor's standpoint i mean if you like big green egg or you like pellet cookers you didn't have to bring for thirty bucks. You got two slabs of ribs. You got to pick a cooker. You had all this time to make one meat, and then turn it in and, and see what happens. Uh, I vented for a number of weeks on end about how all over the board the judging was. I had almost perfect scores from two. I had as bad as you could possibly get from another two, and then kind of a medium one. And uh, su- such is the mania of competition barbecue. So I couldn't imagine doing that weekend in and weekend out and spending all that kind of money on it. Um, but did you find yourself, because that's pretty eclectic judging panels room there. I mean, you have yourself, uh, maybe another guy that kind of know what they're doing in the competition side of things, but then you just had some kind of, you know, general, probably household cultured chef palates for sure, but maybe they don't know what like real barbecue was supposed to taste like. So what kind of conversations take place? As you're judging, does anybody talk about it while it's happening? Do you talk about after the entries? What happens in the judges' tent? Yeah, we definitely talked about it. Uh, I mean, you know, it was no, there were no tight rules like that, so we definitely talked about it. I think everybody was respectful. Nobody was trying to coerce each other, but, but we definitely talked about it more than you would at a KCBS contest. You know, I, I always think 
I happen to think non everybody that knows what good barbecue is. What the heck does that mean? You know what I mean? I, I maybe you like it different than I do. That doesn't make you wrong. I I hate that KCBS and all the sanctioning bodies have become this standard that we decided. Um, and frankly, you want to talk about real barbecue, that KCBS chicken doesn't really qualify. I mean, Byron will fight you about that. He, he says it's not barbecue at all and it shouldn't be allowed. And I agree with him. Uh, so, you know what I mean? What is good barbecue? Um, uh, is blues, you know, if it doesn't have blues on it, on it, it's not good barbecue. I don't agree with that. I mean, I think that uh, if it got cooked, now one guy apparently tried to boil his ribs or something, but other than that, everybody cooked their, their ribs the right way. If they want to put some, some a whole bunch of chopped up bell peppers in there laying next to their rib, <laughs> go for it. Who says that's not barbecue? Um, it's not my thing, but but yeah, you know, I, I like I like having different people judge. Uh, Ray Lampy joining me here on the show for the Ask Doctor Barbecue segment. His website, of course, drbbq.com. Pointing out, note of, uh, note of fact here, uh, the guy that did win the ribs contest overall did use Blue's Hog barbecue sauce, if you can believe it or not. So as I told him, you well, know, you it, it's winning on the competition, so you just can't get away from it. Obviously, it's a staple that you need to have in your arsenal if you want to win. Nevertheless, um, any uh, final thoughts on uh, Hartville or the book before we get into the Facebook questions? Well, I mean, it was fun to hang out with you. I'll, you know, I will touch on that again. I haven't talked to you since we had dinner that night. It was a blast, man. I really enjoyed meeting you. And, uh, yeah, I salt of the earth people. I, I had a lot of fun. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was cool, too. So I had a really good trip to Cleveland. Cleveland doesn't suck as much as I thought. I would go there again. All right. See, that's uh, we're changing hearts and minds here on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, uh, one person at a time. Uh, all right. So let's go to the Facebook questions here, Ray. And the first one's from Steve Ray. And he wants me to ask you about grill stock in England. And I guess uh, I don't know if what his familiarity level is. Uh, so let's just say he's heard about it. Uh, so, you know, thumbnail sketch out what grill stock is, maybe how it got started and, uh, you know, how it was, you know, just a month or two ago when you were there the last time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. Grill stock, an American barbecue contest within a British barbecue festival, I guess is how I'd describe it. I think it was the sixth year or seventh year or something this year. Um, it, it's just a rocking good time. It's a barbecue festival, meat mayhem and music they call it. So there's a big music element. Uh, a lot of vendors selling all kinds of crazy stuff. It's not like here where everybody sells the exact same thing at a rib fest. They sell all kinds of crazy stuff and um, a lot of very heavily meat oriented. A lot of beer and then there's a barbecue contest and the teams actively cook and give food to the people in between their turn-ins. Uh, just a rocking good time. I, I I can't wait to go back again next year. And this is, uh, competition-wise, something where you've seen rapidly catch up to how the KCBS guys are turning in. They're kind of following right. suit along those lines, right? Yeah, I always talk about the... Uh, and a picture surfaced recently of the chicken riding the motorcycle, a steel motorcycle that was made to hold this chicken... Uh, and, and that was what we saw the first year. Now the food looks identical to KCBS food. I mean, identical. Every single entry looks just like it, either parsley or kale boxes. And they're allowed to turn, put whatever they want in the box as long as it's edible. Any garnish is acceptable. Nobody uses anything except lettuce and, and parsley and kale now. So, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to see the evolution. It went from 
Uh, they didn't know what the heck was going on to now they're completely up to speed. And those guys, the good teams from over there, come over here now and are very competitive at the Royal and in the big contests. Do, do you foresee a time, I know um, uh, John and Jackie Waite pulled off the win 2000 and, was it 2004? At the I think American, it was, yeah. The Jack Daniels. Do you see uh, like a, a European team coming and duplicating that at some point here sooner than later? Oh yeah, I think so. They're totally up to speed. Um, I, you know, there's no there's no secrets anymore. They're buying the same stuff that uh, you know back then. Jackie even we were, she had a make sauce. You know, um, nowadays yeah, everybody's buying the same thing. They got the same cookers. They know how to cook it. Uh, I absolutely do. I've judged the Jack. As a matter of fact, I'm judging the Jack again this year. Um, I judged it a couple times recently, and the food is almost all identical. I know I say that a lot, but, man, it's true. And uh, so there's no reason it could come from anywhere. I, I think you'll see a European team win real soon. Uh, next question from Scotty Johnson, a fellow Chicagoan, as you are. Will Haywood ever cook again? I have no idea. It must be an inside joke, but will Haywood yeah, ever cook? Yeah, matter of fact, I'm looking right up there. Is, uh, in 2000, I went to Wacoma, Iowa. And there's Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hey, there's Sandy, everybody. Hey. I think we saw her boob. Cameo. <laughs> um, Wacoma, Iowa. The Lynch Livestock folks used to have a cook-off there. And I had just gotten a new cooker. I got a pellet cooker. When I was getting ready to buy my concession trailer and move to Florida, I had I, I left my Jedmaster at home, brought this, uh, this pellet cooker. It's like one and a half times a fast eddy a guy made for me with a Traeger firebox on the side. So I didn't really want to cook under my own name because I was afraid I was really going to not do very well and embarrass myself. So I, I signed up as Haywood Jablomi. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and I got reserved grand that day, and Mike Lake was announcing the awards, and Mike kept trying to figure out a way to say it that wasn't Haywood Jablomi. My but Lord. Cooked, was your, was uh, the only time I ever cooked is Haywood Jablomi and got reserved grand. Was your uh, sous chef Ben Dover? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. We can come up with a million of them, no doubt. Uh, also, he wanted to know where you get your ideas and inspirations for cookbooks. I mean, obviously, we know the story of the first one, but uh, now that you have so many under your belt, I would imagine at some point you might be a little uh, stale for ideas or you get a little uh, locked up in the brain about things to uh, conceptualize or, or get down on paper. So, how do you keep yourself from, you know, getting in that kind of pressure box? I mean, I really think that's the talent, the gift. You know, if I have a, something that makes me able to do it better than than some other people, I think that's the the gift. Being able to, I'm getting ready to start one now, and writing that outline. I will write down. It'll be about 80 recipes. I'll write down about 90 or 100 titles, um, and it's a it's a maze. So you got to have the right amount of pork, the right amount of beef, the right amount of chicken, some vegetables, uh, some stuff that's grilled hot, you know, some spicy stuff. It's this whole puzzle that you put together. And and I, I really think that's the – and you do it – if you're not inspired by what you just wrote down, it's hard to go back and do all these recipes. I, I was telling somebody a story the other day, one that I did, one of my cookbooks, or something called uh, High Octane Sloppy Joes. So I wrote that down in my original outline, not really having a clue what that was going to be. just sounded cool. I knew I needed like a ground beef recipe in there. And then six months later, I went back. One morning, I woke up and said, I know what High Octane Sloppy Joes is. Um, but I truly believe there's a lot of people that I could give them that list and you could create good recipes. I think just putting that puzzle together and the 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 creativity because you got to be careful too, you know. This is this will be cookbook number 10. 
not to do the same recipes over and over. You know, we all have our tendencies of things that we like. Uh, when I reach for herbs, I like thyme. But I can't just use thyme every time I want to use some herbs. I have to use herbs that may not be my personal favorite, but I know people like them. Salmon is a good example. Um, I don't really like salmon hardly at all, but but I know that people do. So you always got to put a salmon or two recipe in there for grilling and barbecuing. But they can't all be the same. You got to come up with some new idea. So it, it's it's a challenge. But you know, I mean, I think that's that's why not everybody can do it. Uh, Doug Shiding is asking. What you're looking to get out of the restaurant venture, money, staying connected with barbecue public, something to do, next phase in a career perhaps, what's the, what's the win or wins for Dr. Barbecue getting into this venture? Well, I think I'm still pretty connected to barbecue, and you never have enough money, so, so you know, that one is a yes and a no. Um, I don't know. I, it just was an opportunity. I, I, have, I have, you know, I've lived my life kind of by the seat of my pants, you know, uh, what, whatever, luckily enough, interesting things have come across my desk in my life. And, and I've been able to make enough of those work to make a living. So I, this just happened. I wasn't really looking for it, but I do think there's room for a nice barbecue restaurant here. I think the folks that I'm partnering with really know how to run a nice restaurant. I think they're very respectful to what I bring to the table. Um, and it's going to be fun, man. I, you know, we're going to have a place. It's 10 minutes from my house. It's going to be a nice place for me to go hang out. And I'll have an office there. Uh, I, I, you know, it just came across the table and, and was a great opportunity. So, uh, yeah, you know, I hope to make some money on it. I hope it, it becomes successful. I hope it's uh, uh, the best, you know, becomes on all them list of best barbecue restaurants. Yeah, I hope all that. But uh, there's no great motivation. It's not that well thought out or planned out. Uh uh, you know, it's, by the way, it was nice to hang out with Doug in Cleveland there. Yeah, Akron, that was great to, to meet Doug as well as my first time, too, meeting him in person. Do you think, uh, you know, if everything goes well with the restaurant, are they open or have you guys talked about having more of, you know, whatever the, the name of the restaurant is going to be around that Tampa Bay area? It's going to be called Dr. Barbecues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't know. It's not guaranteed, but... Uh, we're certainly open to it. You know, we got to get one open first, but we're certainly open to it. Uh, so w what's the uh, status update on restaurants right now? Uh, we're just working on all kinds of stuff. We, we're buying, we bought a barbecue pit. Uh, we're, we're buying some equipment, but we don't get the building till January 1st. So really can only so much we can do right now. We did a pop-up though. We did an Uber Eats pop-up. I cooked a bunch of barbecue and we, one of the restaurants from the family does not serve lunch. So we used their kitchen, and we did only via Uber Eats. I don't know if, if, where where all Uber Eats is these days, but in Tampa, it's it's becoming a big deal. So you could have basically a virtual restaurant. No one could buy. We had one thing: a pork sandwich with a Kool Aid pickle, some bacon and blue cheese slaw, a little bottle of barbecue sauce, and two cookies for five bucks. Not a wow. big money maker for us. It was just for fun. We got the labeled up bottle of barbecue sauce and. Uh, and, and we had a lot of fun with it. And we, we sold like 200 in like an hour. It was, you know, it's what we expected to do. It's what we wanted to do. And it was just for fun, really. So, you know, we're, we're promoting it. We're having some fun with it. But we got a long way to go. Kool-Aid pickle? Yeah, you never had a Kool-Aid pickle? No. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, a lot of barbecue joints serve them. You, as you, you just include Kool-Aid out of the package in your, your pickling mixture as sort of the the sour you know a nice sour element or sugar if you're using the sweetened kool-aid and they turn this bizarro pink or green or purple 
We said we had these pink ones. They were very cool. Wow, news to me. All right, uh, Ray Lampy joins me here each month, the first Tuesday of each month. Uh, this is the October version. Next month is going to be November, and then we're almost done with 2016, if you can believe it or not. Ray, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, Greg. Talk to you soon. You got it. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. When is that? When is a restaurant going to be open for crying out? Let's go. A road trip to Florida, everybody. <laughs> got to do it, right? Everybody's got to get there. Tampa, St. Pete, one of those. Let me fix the color again. There it is. Uh, 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 there it is. Fixed it. I got to keep this black box around. I always wa- I just thought black boxes were good for, like, aircraft. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in your backyard, on the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos to blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s in a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagrams, Facebooks, YouTubes, the Twitter, Pinterest, the Google Plus. Get advice to share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have a forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers with the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fest Eddie Mark. The FEC 100 and PG-1000 are always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Bottom line, anything you can cook in your oven inside, you can make in a Cookshack outside. Plus, tremendous, tremendous jerky cook. Really. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call them at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website at cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, uh, Mike McLeod hitting the Sam's recap, looking ahead to the World Food Championships. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size, I can carry you there. Small for tailgates and camping trips, they got you. They can also supply pellets as well to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours as well if you just visit the website. Again, GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, the Sam's Club Series just finished up this past weekend in Bentonville, Arkansas, and the World Food Championships is bearing down upon us. 
taking place November 9th through the 15th this year in Orange Beach, Alabama. Here to recap, Sam's also hype up the WFC as the president and CEO of MMA Creative and the creator of the World Food Championships. We race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Mike McLeod. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm great, Greg. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Mike. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. And a couple different places we can run to this evening. It always seems like we're either talking about Sam's Club or World Food Championships with you, for good reason. So let's go ahead and start with the Sam's Club. Uh, This past weekend, uh, the series wraps up with a national Mm -hmm. title, and we crown Iowa's Smokey D's getting their first national championship in six efforts. Uh, Hard not to pull for these guys, right? I mean, they just seem to kind of do it year in and year out in the right way. They did a great job, and I was very happy for them. As as many people were, they've they've certainly put in the time and the effort and uh, are well-deserving. They're they're grand champions uh, in many respects uh, through many contests, and uh, this one had eluded them for five years, and they were the only team that had been there for six years in a row. And so what a what a deserving title and a perfect time for them to uh, ascend to the top. I, I guess I talked to uh, Darren before awards were announced, and I had not seen the results yet. And we just asked him how he felt about it, and he um, he felt pretty good. And, you know, as all barbecuers say, they uh, I, I did okay for the day. They don't want to jinx themselves. But he, he confessed that pork was his weakness, and he said he, he really uh, had been struggling with pork, and and he told me he did something different that day. And uh, about 30 minutes later, I was in the in the judging room, and I, I just took a sneak peek at the results, and I saw that he had done well in pork, so I knew he he was going to be delighted that day, and, and sure enough, he was. Well, well deserved. Mike McLeod joining me here on the show, MMA Creative, uh, Sam's Club, and World Food Championships Mike, when you look at the scores, one through well, hell, I mean one through ten, but one through six were huge. Maybe this was the best year of competition we've seen on Sam's to date. No, I I think it just keeps getting bigger and better. Uh, the competition continues to get stronger. Uh, our judging process um, by bringing in master judges from all regions and and using them in a in a scattered, random format, is is proving to be um, uh, very successful overseas. So yes, I think it, this was this is by far, um, in, in my opinion, the best year yet. We we uh, had a great season. Uh, we rolled right through it. There were very few breaks. So I need to put uh, some kudos out there for Michael McDermott and for Chris and for Toy and for C.J. Clark and Lisa Glover and Karen Murphy, uh, all the people involved behind the scenes and in front of the house to get this done. Uh, they've done a phenomenal job. And, uh, of course, Sam's Club. I mean, their they're club managers, um, the headquarters, the entire organization is, is really getting behind it, and I think the teams uh, feel it. They see it. Uh, it's hard to ignore almost $3 million in prize purse money going to teams in six years uh, to, to understand how significant this is, not only for the industry, but uh, for the teams and for the uh, for the sponsors who are all involved. So uh, I, I think it was a, a, a fitting, um, very uh, incredible moment. And I was, I was delighted to see all the teams do so well. Let's, I think we had five teams, five or six teams that, that got a 700. We had 
two perfect 180s. Uh, so, yeah, it was great competition. Mike, from from a business perspective on Sam's side, and I don't know if I'm asking you to speculate or at least relay what they've told you in conversations. Like, what's their what's their biggest win in partnering with KCBS to put on the Sam's Club each year? I think their biggest uh, win is is uh, based on um, education and based on quality products. You know, they from day one. When we started conversations uh, with, with the leadership at Sam's, they were uh, they were aligned with our mission to educate people on how to become better grillers and better barbecuers, uh, because they want to educate their members on how to to be more involved in the kitchen and even outdoor in the outdoor kitchen. So, um, for them, obviously, as a as a retailer. Um, the, the more people are cooking and the more products they're buying, the better it is for them. Uh, so the more they can educate and the more we can help them educate people on how to, to be better behind that grill or behind that smoker, uh, it, it's, it leads to that rising tide scenario that's not only good for KCBS, uh, good for the teams as they perform, but good for Sam's Club members. So education, quality products, and they have, uh, they, they're always focusing on the, the quality of their products. Um, I think sometimes um, uh, big box companies get a, an unfair, bad rap on on quality uh, because they're just fo- focusing on quantity in some people's minds. But they're they're really um, they're really focused on their fresh products. And every time we roll into town, uh, the barbecue tour raises um, uh, raises that level of, of attention that they want to see. And I think it, they um, they see the numbers and they are very pleased with with how the barbecue industry has has welcomed them and made them uh, really one of the key members of the family. Mike, has Sam shared with you that once they started that partnership now six years ago that they can go back through benchmarks and say, yeah, since the inception of this partnership, we've seen an increase in store receipts or store sales or annualized revenues from when they weren't doing this partnership. Uh, <clears throat> anecdotally, yes, you know, they don't, it, it's, we, we don't ask them to peel back the onion too much. Uh, but we, we know that, uh, their, their store, their fresh sales at the stores where we show up always, uh, show a spike and it's because the teams are there to support, uh, and get product from the clubs. You know, if, if we could throw, I think they've got 650, 700 clubs, you know, if we could throw 650, 700 barbecue contests. Uh, in a year that probably welcome that. Um, but it's just not physically possible, but, uh, uh, they, they do share. I have heard, um, several times that, that they see numbers lift, they see an impact and I shared with them and the sponsors this past week, how many pounds of pork and brisket and, um, uh, uh, gosh, ribs, racks of ribs were cooked throughout just this tournament and it was astounding i i, I misquote this but one of them was like thirty thousand pounds of pork wow. don't have it in front of me uh so when you when you look at 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 that amount of product being cooked and you know it's got to be purchased somewhere so uh, that's good for for partners like sam's club mike mcleod joining me here on the show uh, talking about the end of the sam's club series this past weekend um mike from uh 
Michael McDiarmid's mouth a few different times in uh, post-show interviews uh, in Bentonville, and then uh, again on uh, Chad Ward's show uh, a couple hours ago before mine. He had mentioned that the Sam's Club Tour will again take place in 2017. I know in years past when I've asked you, you even haven't been able to fully commit to that here on this show. Is that something that uh, you can confirm uh, that Michael had said is the case, or was he uh, a little premature? No, no, he he heard it um, uh, when when all of us heard it. We at the welcome reception, um, uh, Bob Fields and and the Sam's team announced uh, that there there will be a seventh year, and uh, we continue to move forward. I I honestly think um, that they would commit to to many more years if they could, but I think there's um, I think basically the way their policies work, they can't. It's hard for them to do that. Uh, they, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit their um, their model, but uh, they are they're committed to next year, and we're already starting the plans. We're already looking at schedules, uh, how to kick it off, how to end it, um, how to make it better. So uh, we're we're already in planning planning mode right now. Is twenty seventeen the year you take my greatest idea of all time and do the very first cook off of the year, guaranteeing you the golden ticket to the finals right off the bat? <laughs> Um, uh, I'll take that uh, into consideration. That is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> that's not a yes, Mike. That's not a yes. <laughs> uh, well, you know it's political season, so you gotta <laughs> you can't always give a direct answer. Well, this season, you know, you might as well tell me to fuck off and call me like a gay slur term for all. I mean, you know, we're throwing caution to the wind this year. What are you talking about? Uh, all right, so uh, Sam's Club as a bow. Anything else uh, from the 2016 season that you want to mention before we move on to the World Food Championships? I just want to thank all the teams uh, and all the judges who came out to to participate. Um, I think uh, it was uh, the best year yet, and and I do think that they are as interested as I am in making sure that next year is even better. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be as soon as we can uh, get logistics and planning uh, stuff squared away. We'll be announcing 2017, and we've got a few. We got a few surprises up our sleeve uh, for 2017 that we already uh, know about, but uh, I probably don't need to to go public with those yet. So, um, but but thanks to everyone who participated. It was a, a great year, and and we're already we're already uh, excited about next year. In just over a month's time, November 9th through the 15th, uh, World Food Championships takes place. Obviously, the the week long brainchild of Mike McLeod that uh, has now gained a tremendous amount of steam. People are looking to uh, qualify in any way they can possibly do it. Uh, It was originally in Las Vegas. It moved to Kissimmee last year and now is relocated to Orange Beach, Alabama. Am I completely behind the times on that and and not knowing that it was moving out of Kissimmee, Mike? Yeah, we were going to try to be in Florida uh, for several years, but logistically it, it just didn't work out. And um, we we had numerous talks about it, and I think I, you and I talked about the move uh, back in earlier February and March. That's a long time ago, so I'm not going to hold my memory against your memory. But um, we, we are in Orange Beach, Alabama. Uh, we have signed a multi-year deal to be at the wharf in Orange Beach. So we'll be there for at least three years, and we've got an option to renew for two more. So we think we have found a home. Uh, the logistics, the operations, the, the footprint that we have, we have more space, more support, uh, more latitude on what we can do, and we can put it all together. 
uh, which is has been one of our objectives from day one that to be able to have our barbecue teamed uh, sur- pretty much surrounding the rest of the event. So um, we're we're excited about that, and um, we are are really seeing a lot of good momentum right now. There's 428 teams that got qualified uh, before our October 1st deadline, and um, they're from 14 countries and 47 states. So we're we continue to up those numbers. As you're building into the final weeks of preparation before it all kicks off on November 9th, Mike, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, things that you really need to pin down before you know logistically you feel 100% comfortable. Is that something that you know even after the many years you've been doing it now, there's you're still kind of riding the edge of the things going on. I'm looking forward most to vacation, uh, which is <laughs> that's <actually> after. <laughs> um, tomorrow we are. Full in full operation uh, logistics planning modes right now. That's why we we've begun the process of cutting registration off October first. When we announced that last year, people thought we were kidding. And uh, I, you know our numbers were down a little bit last year as a result. But Florida was an expensive state to pull this thing off, and I think that had an impact. Um, but we went from 341 teams last year to 428 this year. People are getting it. We're cutting off. Uh, the registration process because we need a full month to plan uh, the operations, the logistics, the the entertainment, the demonstrations, the sponsor support, uh, the egress, ingress, egress process of everything. So we're we're doing a full company meeting tomorrow, for example, and it's all about operations. And we'll do another two or three days if necessary if we can't get through it uh, uh, tomorrow, but all eyes, all ears at uh, our company are somewhat touching this event, uh, and some of them are are knee deep into it, and some some of us are head first into it uh, to try to make sure that uh, the biggest event in food sport uh, has its best year as we head into our fifth anniversary. So uh, every day, wake up and just try to to think of a better way to deliver it, to promote it, and to make it uh, rewarding for all the people involved. How public friendly is the World Food Championships? Can people go down and you know watch everything happen pretty openly? Uh, are there some things that are kind of blocked off? How would a spectator take it in? This is the most open event in America other than a Sam's Club barbecue contest. Um, we do not charge a fee to get in. It's free admission. You can see food TV celebrities up close in person. You don't have to get tickets. You get to uh, see them competing. Uh, every one of the competitions in, in the outdoor kitchen arena are going to be open and live. Um, so we make all of that very accessible. All you have to do is show up, find a parking spot, and come out and see some really passionate cooks and barbecue teams um, go at it. Uh, the other thing that we've done is we've built out our World Food Fest program. We have about 30 official demonstrations on our showcase uh, showdown. We have uh, a massive tasting village this year that has local and global companies involved. Uh, we we have some, um, uh, some fun uh, mobile trucks and even a big tailgate surprise that we're going to announce in the next two or three days uh, that people are really going to get uh, excited about. So 
A uh, lot of things to see, a lot of things to do. We do have ticketed VIP events. In fact, we're doing one with Operation Barbecue Relief, uh, which I hope a lot of people uh, will participate in. A low country boil, Jay Ducati is going to be involved in in that with Stan and them. And then we've got a bourbon queue fundraiser, which is going to benefit uh, some veterans organizations. It's on Veterans Day, November 11th, uh, at a beautiful little uh, antebellum-type home right on the um, uh, the inlet there. So... A lot of fun things, from zero cost to a $100 VIP ticket. Uh, it's easy to get into, out of, and enjoy food sport like um, nowhere else in the nation. Is uh, Fetty Wap going to be performing live at the World Food Championships, Mike? How did you know? I knew it! <laughs> oh, my daughters are going to be so disappointed. Uh, Mike McLeod. I thought, I thought I plugged all the leaks. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I mean, you know, I, that's why you're on the really big show, Mike. You never know. Uh, Mike McLeod getting ready to get headlong into World Food Championships November 9th through the 15th this year, Orange Beach, Alabama, uh, and of course uh, the successful 2016 Sam's Club romp that we experienced over the last handful of months, which is always fun. Uh, and Mike, uh, obviously from a show perspective, I certainly appreciate the uh, support that Sam's gives uh, this show, and hopefully they're seeing value there as well. Uh, always appreciate the time and the partnership, and look forward to do it again soon as the World Food Championships wrap up. Same here. Uh, invite you and your listeners to come down and enjoy the, the event with us. Um, keep up the good work that you're doing, Greg. You, your voice means a lot to the barbecue industry, and uh, we all appreciate it very much. All right, Mike, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. There he is, Mike McLeod, ladies and gentlemen. World Food Championships, right? Who's going? Does somebody have the archives of... Like when Mike was on the show last time, I think we were, you know, just kind of a, a few regional or a, a few local Sam's Club events in. I think we started back up in March this year or something like that. Man, oh man. All right, hold on. Where did it go? I don't know. All right. Folks. The 2015 and 2016 best barbecue tool of those two years, the CHOPS power injector system. Let me break it down in case you don't know about this stuff. The number one selling CHOPS power injector system is the half-gallon size. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you have just one brisket or a pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. I don't. Put in what you need. It uses it all. Relax. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three-plug screws, and a needle protector. 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The one-gallon Chops Power Injector System, designed for catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the injection of the half-gallon system. Some use it in competition, like when you are cooking MBN Whole Hog, or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three-plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. And then, of course, the newest one, the Chops Full Power Injector System. It is the electric and commercial competition Big Daddy. It's not a holding tank. It's a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with a metal needle adapter, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 
2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pit masters in the world are using the CHOPS power injector system every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. It's not just for meat either. How about an alcohol-infused watermelon or cantaloupe? Every injector hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Missouri, USA. You want the accessories, they got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices, they can help you out with that. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws, for crying out loud. And they are uh, building a barbecue restaurant that a couple weeks ago uh, caught on fire. So if you have any extra change to spare, go to the Chops uh, barbecue website or go to Dan Uladal's Facebook page and help out where you can. This is a good guy, a longtime sponsor of this show. So if you're looking to help out somebody in need, this is a guy that needs it. He's not asking me to ask for help. I'm just asking on his behalf. If you like the show, you like his product, go help him out. Dan Uladal Chops Power Injector System. All right, let's wrap it up. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right. We are back. That was Mike McLeod before me coming back on. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, we are going to round up for the second hour. Big one planned for you, so stick around. I'm going to get a new batch of water. Get whatever you're drinking. You alcoholic? You light like me? You got Pepsi Cola? Refresh. You'll thank me later. Stick around. I'll be right back. This is Maddie Rempe. From Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? <laughs> You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty for wiener. Delicious, Lavernius. Shake I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, we're back in the second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Welcome back. You found the Barbecue Central show. This is a show, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. We talk about what's happening in the world of barbecue and grilling. There's all sorts of things going on. Wow. Come on. Got to play around my 64 audio IEMs. That's inner ear monitors. Look at me. Uh, we broadcast this show, We, and by we I mean me, broadcast this show live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. 
the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Uh, you can get this show on my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. You can also get the video at outdoorcookingchannel.com. You can also go to Roku. You can go to iTunes Radio. You can go to uh, uh, tunein.com, Stitcher. We're broadcasting live on the Facebooks as well. I have to say that the single biggest improvement in the get-out of this show, and I don't want to say it, but I cannot tell a lie, my friends. The The single biggest help out on this show as far as face is Facebook. It is undoubted. It's undoubtedly the single biggest upgrade, advantage, you know, whatever you want to say. And getting this show in front of more people is the Facebooks. Because I think, you know, I tell people all the time, oh, I forgot you had your show last night. But as soon as I hit the Facebook Live button, it gets thrown up into the feeds. And really, that's what it's all about. That People remember now. Oh, hey, good reminder. I'm going to go check Rippy out. That's great. Oh, look at that. He looks all professional. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I said it to somebody earlier today. Take note, just because there's a Facebook Live button doesn't mean everybody has to hit the Facebook Live button. You don't have to. As a matter of fact, do the old problem-solving scenario. If you're about ready to hit the Facebook Live button, think to yourself for five seconds, is this going to benefit anybody? Am I about ready? Am I ready to bring across whatever my live event is in a way that people are going to want to see it? Or is it just going to be a friggin' nightmare? I guarantee 99% of the time, it's a nightmare. I watch them. People don't know how to talk. People have no outline. People have no direction that they're about to follow for their live event. They just hit live and let life happen. And while that sounds all great... It makes for really bad watching. People tune in, people tune out. I hit Facebook Live. You get a very sexy fake wood background, big professional microphone, very expensive inner ear monitors, West Coast offense shirt rep, all that stuff. But, I mean, just because you can, eh. and And look, I get it, right? That's one of my sayings. Why does anybody do anything? Because they can. But really, in this instance, just because you can doesn't mean you're going to be the one that should be doing it. Leave the live stuff to the professionals, like me. Leave the live to me. I'll take care of that. All right, still to come on the show tonight, Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers in about 10 minutes. Darren Worth from Iowa's Smoky D's in about... 30 minutes, the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour rolled into Bentonville, Arkansas this past weekend to close out the 2016 season. This was the national final event, seeing the top 50 teams that qualified go head-to-head and get a champion crowned. The team walking away with the 50, not 15, 1550, the $50,000 check and more importantly, the bragging rights, at least until next season starts. Darren and Sherry Worth, Iowa's Smoky D's. 
Their score, 711.97. Or, as I say it, because in me and math, we always round up, 712. Somebody in the chat room has to be a statistical genius because it's not me this evening. Is 712 the highest score that has been achieved in the 2016 competition? See, 712. 712? By the way, if you're counting and almost repeat champion, and I guess I use almost loosely, but he finished second and he's already won it once. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Justin McGlawn, Lucky's Q. Point of note, Justin's score, 703.3. What? I can tell you this. Justin's score, while only good enough for second place, 703, at the Sam's Club, would have won every other KCBS contest this past week. Yeah, every other one. Every other one. J-Star Barbecue was third with a 701.6, or as I call it, a 702. Also, good enough to win any other contest this past weekend. Number four, Q and Stewin and Bruin, 700.5, or as I say, 701. I think... I think either good enough to win all the other competitions this weekend or all of them but one. Fifth place, Sauced Barbecue Team with a 700.5 similar scenario. Sixth place, Big Papa Smokers Sterling Ball, who we'll have on next segment. Just for point of reference, his score, good enough to win all of the competitions this past weekend except two. And he got sixth place. Wow. One through five, 700 plus. Number one, 710 plus. Wow. That is some huge scoring right there. One through six, pretty much 700 right there. 700 or better. Who's scoring 700? Who's got a championship or who's got a contest that has one through six, almost uh, 700? Seventh place, one two barbecue with a six ninety eight. Eighth place, slaughterhouse five with a six ninety eight point two four. One two barbecue had uh, six ninety eight point two six. Hickory and spice barbecue with a six ninety seven zero nine. And Wolf's Revenge barbecue with a six ninety seven oh seven. Wow. A uh, fourteen, fourteen three, yeah, fourteen points separate one through ten. And, just for point of reference, uh, Darren was roughly eight points, almost nine points ahead of Justin McGlawn at Lucky's Q. But the two through ten was only separated by about five points. Really close. Really close. That's so impressive. I can't believe it. As Mike McLeod said just this past segment, the 2017 Sam's Club locked, loaded, ready to go next year. You have October off, you have November off, you have December off, you have January, February. We're going to get to rolling. Get ready. Sam's Club 2017, bigger and better than ever. 
some some surprises in store. All right, now I didn't I didn't show this the way I should have last week, but it's too good not to share with you guys. Oh, I don't want to do that. Sweet Mike. See, this is what I get. That's what I get. I go to a open spot. Here we go. This is the pepper eating girls, right? Man, oh man. Tonight we struggled, my friends. Here we go. These are the world's hottest pepper. <laughs> Look at her. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's still burning? She's just sitting here drooling. Wow. Lay back. Holy shit. Lay back. Are you okay? No. No, that she's not a okay. Idea. Holy hell. Just in case this ever sounds like a good idea. Damn. I didn't think it hurt that bad. This is not good. This is not fucking good. You okay? Oh, she's crying. You feeling any better? There you go. There you go. How could I how could I let that one go last week when Scott Roberts was on? That's that thing is spectacular. I can watch that. Oh, they just had like one uh plastic bottle of water ready. Forget having the milk ready. You needed to have about 6 cows spewing from the udders. I would have eaten uh, sour cream by the pound. Just caked it all up in my face. Maybe they wouldn't have been in so much pain if they would have had a pit barrel cooker. That's right. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? Not me. But I strongly suggest the pit barrel cooker. That's right, the pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that turns out great traditional meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs, while also being able to ramp up and temp to do burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. Versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection, their hook-and-hang method. Places the food in the center of the heat, so it's actually acting as a stationary rotisserie. The results, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. Easy to do. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. It withstands the heat. Its porcelain enamel finish also makes it weather resistant. The PVC is able to stand up to any type of weather. It's also extremely portable. It goes with you wherever you can go and fits in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pans, the pit grip, turkey hangers, the hinged grill grates. There's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel cooker experience. Best part, $2.99, right? Comes fully assembled, ready to cook, and it ships right to your door for free. 
pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com, 502-228-1222. Let me show you the new rubs. I debuted them last week. Same flavors, different packaging. Now you got the five-ounce bags right here in the front. You got the two-and-a-half-pound bags in the back. Does not allow any light to get in, so you're going to be able to retain the freshness longer. Easy to stack, easy to store, especially if you got a storefront. You want to have those jars and shakers taking up kind of that unused space. This stuff hangs easily, also can stack easily, really maximizing the space, right? Everybody loving the pit barrel cooker, especially the folks at AmazingRibs.com. They're saying, you see it right there, pit barrel cooker is a phenomenal cooker. One of the best, getting their highest ratings each and every time. Three times, by the way. PitBarrelCooker.com, that's PitBarrelCooker.com. And again, the five ounce and the two and a half pound rub bags. You're going to love it. PitBarrelCooker.com. We're back with Sterling Ball right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets to fire all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also do it through Amazon.com. Also, Cooking Pellets has that free app. Download it, and it will alert you when the very best shipping deals are taking place, either through Cooking Pellets or Amazon.com. Longtime partner of this show. We're going to be having Chris Becker back on the show here in... Uh, a few weeks, I believe. We're still trying to hammer out the logistics of getting him back on. That's cookingpellets.com. My first guest tonight in the second hour, having an incredible competition season. This past weekend took six overall at Sam's Club National Finals in Bentonville, Arkansas. Later this year, we'll be hosting the ever-popular King of the Smoker competition. Let's head to the hotline and welcome back trusted sponsor of the show and friend, pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball, joining me here on the show. Hey, Sterling. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, my friend, and always appreciate you making time for the show. And uh, we got a couple different places here we can talk about uh, this evening, not the least of which, of course, is your uh, back from Bentonville, Arkansas. And really, Sterling, when you take a look at it, and you're a guy who really loves figures and the, the minutia and the data, I, could it, could this have been one of the highest overall scoring competitions, at least one through ten, that you've seen in recent memory? Well, it was, it was awesome. But first off, Sam's Club really does a great thing for barbecue, and Michael McDermott does a great job. It was, and they snaked uh, the Royals all week, so the weather was perfect. And you know, to watch Darren get a Seven Eleven, and you know, WCO and Elite had a great. Uh, great week, uh, one, two, three, and, and it was it was just awesome. And you know what? I've watched Darren win a couple of majors now. 
Darren and Sherry, I mean, I run out of great things to say about them. And you know what? A lot of people don't know is how helpful he is to everybody. And like when you need picking up, like, for example, this week, he told me that I was ugly and he was fat and he could diet. And those are you know, those <laughs> kind of supportive things. <laughs> that, that they're, not, no, they're welcoming, they're kind, they're sharing. It just it couldn't have been greater to watch that. You know, when I've when I've had Darren on the show, he's actually going to be following you here in the 1035 segment. He always kind I'm of... I'm opening up. Wait, wait, yep. Greg. I'm opening up for, like, the Stones. <laughs> I, well, see? Look at you. You're getting there, my friend. Um, he, he always seems to be going about it with a, a cool, calm... Like, I, I've been here, and there doesn't seem to be any stage that's too big for Iowa Smoky D's at this point. No, I, I think that I think he's really somebody that you kind of, and, and I think I keep talking about Sherry because she's she's such a big part of that team. But I mean, look, he helped me a lot. Seriously, um, I used to agonize over scoring. I used to agonize over sheets, and he said, "Look, it's top tens. Forget about that other stuff. Just try and be as consistent as you can." And and that has been very very helpful to us. Uh, Sterling, uh, your score. Um... Believe it or not, aside from two other competitions this weekend, if you would have went to them, you would have won. Uh, but it's it's good enough for sixth place, which I think just is a testament to the quality of what the hell is going on back there. Um, I think it's just a, a testament to the quality of the cook, right? I think there were some really good teams and some really, really pretty good judging. I think it was a great contest. And, you know, who knows if, you know, you're not going to get the same score in different regions. I was really happy. I mean, I lost two tiebreakers. I, I ended up fourth in chicken, but actually I was one, James was one notch away from 180. There were two 180s there, and then yep. I tied for first in ribs and lost the card off. But other than that, I, it was really, I couldn't be happier. I mean, this, this is a great season for me. I mean, it's, um. I don't know how these guys do it 30 and 40 times a year because I'm at 19 and I'm maybe it's because I'm old, but, and the other things I got going on, I'm kind of tired. So like, why do you, well, let me digress just for one second. Let me ask you, I think the percentage, if I was uh, doing the math, correct, big Papa smokers or West coast offense took 70% of, uh, of calls or something like that. I mean, it was pretty, it was a pretty phenomenal number. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was almost embarrassing, but you know there were some other great products, and I don't, you know, it's always, but it was it was really a dream deal for us. I mean, it was it was outstanding. It was actually seventy seven point three. We had eleven percent of the field, twenty two percent of the field, forty four percent of the trophies, and uh, a lot of the money. So that's that's always great. All right, so you had broached it just a couple minutes ago before I had to circle back to the West Coast stuff, but talk to me about your season. Uh, you know, you've, you've won a tremendous amount. Your batting average has to be one of, if not the best in KCBS this year. And you've had good seasons in years past, no doubt about it. You've had some really big wins in some major competitions. What do you think is, has bumped you up this year? Has there been any tweak in process or flavor or new technique, or are you just experiencing the good stuff this year? There's a lot of evolution. Uh, we we practice a lot of lucky. I mean, you have to be lucky in this thing. I mean, it's 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 getting a, a a bad table and hopefully cooking around it. It's um, it's not getting the bad table. Uh, but 
I mean, we try to be really, really consistent in everything we do. I mean, every piece of meat we cook is weighed and every process is to the second. And um, I think also, I think I've got like a, a superb partner in James Perez. And we've been cooking long enough that we can kind of, it's really fun in the, in the trailer. Um, but by the way, the new battle, the new battle wagon. Sterling, let me ask you, I don't know if we've really gone into any kind of depth about James the Flame Perez or what his uh, genesis with the team is. Uh, and he has been cooking chicken very well for you guys. And, like, where where do you come up with this guy? Well, James, James came to us uh, as a truck driver for the Vans Warped Tour, which is a punk rock summer camp. Yep. And uh, Brad and Jody and those guys quit the team, and I needed somebody to drive. And so uh, my HR person said, you can have anybody but James. I said, perfect, I'll take James. Well, he was just supposed to drive and then go to a motel and then come back and drive the stuff away. And he's asking questions. I said, you know, James, you don't have to be here. Next thing I know, he's taking notes. And I show up on the things he's taking notes, he's actually done. I think James, I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but we joke that James is the hardest working guy in barbecue. And... Um, he's just incredibly kind and, uh, fixes other people's equipment if it breaks and always has a, he has a stash of candy and actually a secret, he has two stashes of candy and, um, he kind of gives that out at will, but James, uh, is conscientious. James is competitive. James is smart and James and I work really well together. And I honestly, if James quit, I, I don't know that I keep cooking. That's why I bought the new battle wagon that has the El Presidente suite. You gotta, James got his own bedroom and bath now. You got to keep the cooks happy, right? Well, we're both cooks. I mean, it's funny. I hired him as a truck driver, and now, you know, you can never just cook good. I mean, what I hear all the time is just all James recipes and James's, and you know that bothers James. It doesn't bother me. Um, James and I are. I mean, it's. I think the people who've been around us will agree that. I mean, that's a big part of our success. I have to give James a lot of credit. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show, uh, creator, king of the smoker in the guinea pig contest. Also, bigpapasmokers.com, the website talking about Sam's this past weekend and his 2016 competition season. Uh, the success this year, Sterling, has afforded you the opportunity to go down to Lynchburg uh, here in a few short weeks and take part in the Jack Daniels. Uh, have you been, uh, have you cooked there before? No, no. I think I had, I don't know, 15 bungs before, never never got a draw. And uh, it was, you know, I, I'd i said before, oh, it doesn't really matter. Last year when I didn't get it, I said it really matters. And I don't know that that makes a difference, but I decided I really wanted it, and we were fortunate to get eight bungs. Um, I've been cooking a lot of chicken. I'm about ready to hand it over to James. I think I have what I want to do. But, you know, Obviously, cooking the cooking the big events or, or majors are fun, just like golf or playoffs in any other sport. There's a lot of talk when when the subject of the jack is brought up about judging and how diverse or how much of a of a non experienced palate division there is. There are some, uh, perhaps the majority are not. There's a lot of people that are classed in the night before the event takes place. 
which has spawned conversation for years of, well, I'm going to make these kind of tweaks because it's going to satisfy more of a generic palate than a competition palate. Uh, do you believe in or buy into any of that, or are you just going to cook what you've always done? No, I think I think you, you dance with who got you there. And, and you know, there's another thing talking about the judging. I'm sure it's going to be a little interesting, but look, Darren's won it in the last few years, pigskin, toughy twice. I mean, great teams win the Jack Daniels, so the judging can't be that messed up. What are you looking forward to, aside from the actual competition itself, what are you looking forward to doing or seeing when you get down to the holler? Well, it's tough because I don't drink, so I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the camaraderie and the experience. I, th- I think it's going to be really fun, and um, a lot of the teams have been really nice that know I haven't been there before, and so I think it's going to be great. Uh, Sterling, you've won the American Royal. If you win the Jack Daniels, can you delineate between the two? Would one mean more to you than the other, or what? <laughs> I think that's getting a little ahead of things. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I mean, you, I'm sure you, you, you always think about winning all the good ones, right? Mm, not really. You just, no? I don't, you know, there, a lot of people have different ways of cooking. I mean, some people have an extra gear. Duffy tells me he's got an extra gear, and I believe that. Cause I mean, you know, you're talking about Duffy and Darren, you're talking about huge big game hunters. You know, they, there's no, no secret, you know. They do, I don't have that. I try and stay focused, and I try not to make any stupid decisions inside the trailer. Sterling Ball joining. I don't know if you know what that's like, but Greg, sometimes in a trailer you can think something's the smartest thing you ever <laughs> thought of, and the minute you turn the box in, you go, I could be the, like one of the two dumbest men on earth. So, so I just try not, to be, try not to beat myself. How can it go so wrong in that short a time? Where you can correct yourself as soon as you drop a box and you can't get it back. Well, I think that everybody. I, look, I learned something from Todd Johns. Don't give up on the box. I think so much your score happens after it comes off the cooker. How you handle the meat, how you present the meat, how you finish the meat. So, yeah, I mean, I think those are the decisions you end up making. That, where I think there's the opportunity to make the bad decisions. Uh, Sterling, in regards to competitions kcbs is uh proposing now uh you know i think it was a year or two ago there was these 50 points uh it got dropped down to 35 points now they're going back up potentially to 50 points um get me up to speed here like why are we wanting to go back to 50 now well i don't want i don't know i mean i'm not on the board and um but what i'd like to see is more data and, uh, you know, I've seen some data today. David Qualls sent me a spreadsheet that was pretty good. But, you know, my issue with Team with um, team of the Year is that I don't believe that, that you're fixing Team of the Year by playing with bonus points. I think that there's, you know, it's a marathon, and you know that when you go in. But you also, you know, after a certain point, you never lose any points. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. It'd be like in Vegas if you could no longer lose if you got to a certain point. So I think there's a lot of different ways they can handle it. The system works, like I said, great teams win team of the year, but I think more people could be in the hunt if maybe they looked at some other factors and maybe looked at using data to create team strength instead of just number of teams. I believe in most cases, big contests are more a dilution of judging. 
then they aren't necessarily an increase in, in the level of competition. Uh, I mean, are you shocked to see the amount of judging classes there are in 2016, yeah. for instance? Yeah, I, I think it's insane. And, you know, you're not supposed to say that stuff. I think it's really insane. Having said that, I get my $35 worth because I am a member of KCBS. But, I mean, they're cranking out members because it's revenue. But, I mean, we don't need 57 classes worth of judges. At least I don't believe we do. And I did participate in a judging class this year. And they're still teaching, you know, raise your hand if you think this is average barbecue. And people would say, yes, this is average. They say, okay, give it a six. So I'm not sure what they're teaching is matching what happens in the tent. So I would like fewer judging classes, and I'd like the curriculum to match what's going on in the tent. Would you like to see it mandatory for teams to have to join in order to cook, too? I mean, that probably makes sense, right? Well, I think so, and I think that you'd end up with a different makeup on the board. I mean, I think it's too bad you can't get more teams to want to join, but obviously – um, I mean, I think people really thought it was worth thirty-five dollars. They'd all join. So, I don't know. I think that's a, I think that's a big, I think that's a big issue. I think that it, it's going to be. It would be nice to have more cooks represented. Sterling, outside of competition barbecue and outside of the music stuff, uh, you've been involved with BJ's Restaurant and Brew House for a couple of years now, and uh, have really kind of helped them. Uh, expand or diversify their menu. How's that relationship grown, and, and how have you found it since your time in there? Okay. It's it's really when I turned 60, I'm 61, I sat down and I said, I'm going to try for whatever time I got left. And, you know, I'm not exactly a picture of health. I'm going to try and see how creative and how good I could be. And so one of the things is BJ's. And uh, the CEO of BJ's, Greg Trojan, is a friend of mine because he used to be the CEO of Guitar Center. And before Guitar Center, he was the CEO of California Pizza Kitchen, and he brought me in to fix the ribs, and they don't have a smoker. So that was interesting, but then I went to an executive tasting, and I didn't like any of the food, and one of the chefs <laughs> said, well, if you think this is easy, why don't you come in and try it yourself? And the first thing I did was the Mediterranean Chicken Taco, which is one of their biggest sellers. Just like James Perez, I can't do any of this without Scott Rodriguez, who also has I got him started cooking. He's got a team called Toot and Stinky, but Scott and I are a great pair in that kitchen. And I think we have, I think 20 out of the top 25 items right now on the menu. And I have no experience in this, but there's, it's an 8,000 square foot spaceship of a kitchen. It's so beautiful. It was every cook's dream. And, um, I go in there and I think you had some of the food recently. Yeah, actually, I had uh, lemon thyme chicken, and uh, I've also had uh, I had the avocado bacon and tomato grilled cheese sandwich, and I love grilled cheese, and it was it was delicious. I I didn't do those. Did you have the monkey bread pizuki? Yes, yes. That was that was uh, that was something that Scott and I came up. With. That was really fun. Look, I'm having a lot of fun working with Smithfield. Um, and we got some really exciting things that are going to be announced at the American Royal. It's, it's, it's clearly the best company I've worked with, that and Old Hickory and Grizzly, too. But um, Smithfield has been an amazing thing uh, for, for my team and, I think, for barbecue. So I've enjoyed that, too. Sterling, are you surprised that Smithfield has done this well in hitting in their categories this season specifically, I guess? 
No, I think it's really great product. And I also think that, you know, the, the real deal is, is the pumped stuff, the extra tender. And I think Darren was in a magazine, Man Cave magazine, saying, first thing you do is don't cook pump ribs. And that was a couple of years ago. But the pump they use is pretty special and, and works really well for how we actually braise our ribs. Braise your ribs? Well, I think I think every I think we braise everything. I braise my chicken. <laughs> you know, basically you get color and smoke, and then you put it in foil and liquid. That's really more braising than barbecuing. Uh, King of the Smoke are also going to be happening a little bit later this year. Uh, how are things gearing up for that? Before I let you go and get to Darren, unbelievable! It's a Smithfield King of the Smoker, and they've stepped up along with BJ's with a lot of money and, and money for charity. And it's now at the West in Mission Hills, which is a tremendous resort. I think it's, I think it's going to be really exciting. We got some great surprises, and it's you know there's going to be some some new teams because a lot of if you look at the top you know the top scoring there's some teams that really have broken out. You know we haven't done formal endorsements, but obvious invitations. But obviously Blaine and Porky Putz is going to be there, um, and quite a few. As uh, time draws near, we'll go ahead and start releasing that information. Uh, do a couple hype up interviews uh, before we get there. Well, but... what you want to do? Is, what we want to do is we want to wait until after the Jack and the Royal. Of course, we want to give it its just due. Yes, exactly. All right, uh, Sterling so Ball. Listen, am is I going it... over Darren Simon all? Because I don't want to do that. No, we're going to get out right now, and that'll leave me plenty of time to get to Darren's stuff and uh, all that. But nevertheless, uh, you can go and get all of Sterling's stuff at BigPapaSmokers dot com. And if you have any questions, reach out to him. He's very accessible. And as always, my friend, appreciate the time. Oh, geez, hold on a second. I've just completely lost it. I appreciate the time and the what? support of the show. Hey, congratulations on your rib finish, by the way, in your contest. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's, uh, you know, seventh overall, but, you know, I got I got friends in high places, right? Uh, maybe Darren will give you some tips. I'll, I'll ask you. him. All right, thanks. There he is. Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers. And now I just completely jacked up my read. Hold on. Get him. Okay, stop that. Here we go. As luck would have it, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue and grilling, featuring a comprehensive selection of all American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a drum kit. It gives you everything to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers made a name for itself by winning almost every major barbecue championship period with their rubs. They banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous to form what is known as the West Coast Offense. To find conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that these competitive cooks from across the country begun to aim for. They've even created two unique competitions. One I mentioned, King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique in the fact that contestants can't use electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Only allowed to use charcoal wood and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other one, the guinea pig. It's a cost-controlled competition, helps bring in the newcomers, also keep those old-timers into it. Features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place. On top of all of that, they have the BPS Elite Team featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. 
Keep in mind, they've been doing this for six years, and it's only the beginning. He's doing dishes for BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, for crying out loud. Nationwide chain. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Stick around for Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyor of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. The fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where it needs to be. At arm's length and ready for battle, visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. That's unknown bbq.com slash shop enter promo code rempy for 15% off your entire order r-e-m-p-e 15% off right my last guest just added sam's club national barbecue series overall champ to the slew of awards that the team has already garnered for their illustrious career this past weekend here to talk about the win and where it ranks amongst the other big ones is the pitmaster of Iowa Smoky D's, Darren Wolf. Darren, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I appreciate you uh, gutting out the late night with me this evening, and uh, I won't keep you too long, I promise. So, you know, six years of Sam's Club, six consecutive national final appearances, and I think for most folks, as long as you and Sherry were doing the Sam series, probably wasn't a matter of if it was going to be a matter of when and it turns out it was this past weekend uh, the final score incredible almost a 7-12 about eight points better than Justin McGlawn so you know pretty dominant as far as scoring goes um, are you surprised to see scores kind of tip that high and just for perspective Sterling Ball who finished in sixth place would have won every other contest this weekend holding two aside I mean that's pretty exceptional scoring right yeah, it is. Um, when you look at that, um, in the past, that Sam's Club, you know, they, they only allow master judges into it. You know, a lot of master judges are judges that have been around for a long time. So, you know, they're kind of working off the old scoring system where they're working off the nines and come down. So it doesn't really surprise me um, that the number gets up to 700. It, it kind of shocks me that we, you know, pulled out a 711. Um, a little bit. I mean, we had a good cook. We had our normal cook. We were happy with everything that went in, but I mean, that's just, it's just kind of crazy talk. You've said Darren on the show, any number of times that, you know, you guys really enjoy the social part of the competition. Are you able to contradict me at all tonight and say that, you know, on that drive down to Bentonville, you and Sherry were, you know, pressing a little bit and kind of grinding the knuckles and egg timing it a little bit, or was it just kind of business as usual as always? Oh, no, we, we actually went down on Wednesday so that we could kind of get the social effect out of our system on <laughs> Wednesday and actually Thursday. I mean, I was, I was tired. I was working on about five hours of sleep on Wednesday night and, you know, Thursday night. So it was kind of crazy, but you know, we got that out of the way and Friday it was, it was down to business and it was just a normal cook. But, you know, I got to tell you, you know, winning's fun and everything, 
but it's really about that journey. We had so much fun, uh, whether we were sitting at the bar with the rest of the teams or whether we were out to the Montana end with, you know, 73 other team members out there um, eating fried chicken. It was just, it was great. We had just a great time. Uh, Darren, for the folks that aren't familiar, can you kind of refresh us on your path to Bentonville this season? Uh, Yeah, we started out in Fort Collins, Colorado in a snowstorm in April. Uh, We were lucky enough to win grand champion there. Um, Then we moved on to the Las Vegas Regional, um, took third overall. I think Sterling won that contest. Um, You know, so the one thing that's, that's fun about the Sam's Club is we have yet to cook the same local twice. Uh, we've ended up in Vegas in the regional twice, but every single year we've started out in a different place, just a different journey. Uh, and that's obviously all done on purpose. Uh, is that something that as the schedule goes out for the 2017 season, which has been guaranteed for next year, that you'll look to do a, a different local again just to keep it fun and exciting? Yeah, we will. I mean, if, if it matches up. I mean, this this year really came down to with – you know, because I, I hate to cook in a Sam's Club local if it conflicts with an existing contest that we have a lot of fun at. I just, I hate to take take away from an existing contest. And all of a sudden we found ourselves in Fort Collins, Colorado in April. Um, but, you know, we'll take a look at that schedule. I would, we'd really love to get out into the East Coast next year, get out in the Northeast. We've been saying that for two or three years. Uh, we just have yet to get that done. Darren Worth joining me here on the show, Iowa Smokey D's Pitmaster. Uh, so when we look at the results, Darren, uh, perfect 180 in chicken. You got fourth in ribs. You're tied for first pork, uh, tied seventh in brisket. Actually, when you when you look at the scores, have you ever been involved in a competition where you tied in each category with at least one other team? Um, I'm not sure in all four categories, but, I mean, we've, we've – Usually we lose tiebreakers. That's our deal. You know, we kind of laugh about it. You know, it just so happens when you lose tiebreakers at at the Sam's Club National Championship. I mean, those are $1,000 tiebreakers. You know, normally they're $50 ones. You know, so it's it's kind of crazy that way. I really didn't even know that I had tied in pork actually till this morning. You know, I, I kind of pulled up. I was doing a little press release thing, and I looked up and just happened to see where I finished. I went, oh, wow, I tied Jeff in pork. That was kind of cool. From a, a holistic sense on those meat categories, obviously the, the 180 is as good as you're going to get. Um, did you feel every other one was kind of where it was slotted, where the judges were thinking, or did you think you were better than worse than what you ended up getting? Well, I mean, we knew the chicken was good. Uh, the chicken and the brisket have just been phenomenal all year. The brisket doesn't seem to hit. Um, hasn't been hitting near as hard um, as it as it has in years past. Um but, you know, the ribs have been pretty consistent. We've been hanging around that fourth and fifth place, which is fine by me. The big wild card to us has been pork all year. We've got 10 reserve grand champions. You give us a top 10 in pork in every contest, and we win six more contests. You know, so the pork's been, been kind of killing us. And I think Emily's listening, too, from Smithfield. And we switched over to the Smithfield product earlier this year, and we did really well with it. And then we we kind of went into a lull on the pork. So we kind of started switching things around and all the things that I preached to other teams, I was not to do. I was kind of doing myself. Um, and I told Emily last week, I said, you know what, what's going to happen is I can't crack an egg and pork, but what's going to happen is I'm going to get to one of these nationals, whether it's the Sands, the Royal, <laughs> the Jack, King of the Smoker, and you watch, I'll get first place in pork. 
Boom, you what did happened it. To us, yeah, boom. You know, and so what happened to us, we're sitting there Friday morning, and I'm going in with a plan about what I'm going to do with pork because I've cooked so many different recipes. And finally, I just sitting around with Sterling and Jeff Staining and stuff, and it just came to me that, you know what, you just need to go back to what you used to do. And I didn't even have the ingredients, so I'm stealing ingredients out of Sterling's trailer. I'm over at Jeff Staney's trailer stealing ingredients from him to put together my past pork recipe that I had used, <laughs> really Sterling's recipe, and um, that, and put it all together, and boom, we hit in pork. But, you know, one of the things that I didn't really focused on pork is all year long I've been trying to fill that box up and put as much pork as possible in there. This time I changed my focus back to really what I teach people is only put in great stuff in the box, you know? So it, it was kind of a mental thing that a switch, but it worked. When do you decide that you have to make a change? I mean, obviously you told us about the national uh, lead up here on the pork this time around, but I guess for a lot of people that aren't really steeped into the competition side of things, and when you have a pit master, your stature on this kind of a show, people always want a nugget here or there. When do you decide as an Iowa Smokey D's pit master that something isn't right, it's been X amount of time, we don't feel the scores where they need to be, so we're going to start making a change? And how much of a change do you make when you decide it's time to do that? Well, I mean, it, really what I, you know, what I always preach is you take four contests. If I get four t- contests and I'm outside the top ten, I'm going to tweak something. You're never going to see me if I'm hitting ninth in brisket, ninth in brisket. I'm not going to change that recipe trying to get to first to brisket. And I think that's what a lot of teams make the mistake of doing is, you know, they try and um, try and better themselves in a category. If you're hitting top ten, you just keep kicking. You just keep hitting in that category. Leave it alone because you know what the luck of the table is going to take you over the top at some point. Darren Worth joining me here on the show talking about the Big Sam's win this past weekend. Darren, you're probably one of the only few teams that I can ask where this big win stacks up against a Jack win, an American Royal win, a Kingsford Invitational win. The list goes on, but you know, at the end of the day, are they like children and you love each one the same and they just look a little different? Or because contests aren't human beings, no surprise, you're able to rank the titles in some kind of a personal order for you and Sherry? Well, I mean, everyone is different. Everyone's exciting. I love the tournament style that the Sam's Club puts on, um, the American Royal, just the mass amount of people being on that stage. Um, the Jack Daniels is like no other. You know, I, I kind of list that at the top, even though I'm not sure that's the most prestigious contest from a competition standpoint because there is a lot of luck as far as the draw, who gets into the jack. Um, but but being on that stage just sends chills down my back. Now, you know, the other one, you know, the king of the smoker, you're dealing with the best of the best. Okay, so that's a, that's a huge, huge honor there. But out of all of them, as I, as I go into the future, I really want to be back on that stage at Houston Livestock. I mean, it is like no other. You're you're twenty foot in the twenty foot in the air, looking over fifty thousand people. I mean, it is truly. Even though their presentation of the awards isn't great, just that feeling of being up there and being an Iowa boy in Texas, and being on that stage <laughs> is awesome. Darren, let's play Sophie's Choice just for a second because I'm an incredible dick. If you had to give one of the majors back, 
are all in the pond there, and you can reach, you know, however many, except one. Which one are you going to let roll down the lake? Oh, boy, I don't give any back. <laughs> That's not the question. I, I, I really <laughs> don't give it. You know, because, you know, what's what was so important to me at the Sands Club this weekend, what, what I was really focused on was that completed my Grand Slam. You know, it was like winning yep. the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Masters. You know, I mean, that's that completed my Grand Slam um, of there. You know, and nobody else has done that in the world. The team's cooking Smithfield pork, uh, you know, in the ribs, obviously you're, you're well known for, uh, you know, your, is it Smitty or your your buddy? Smitty. the Yeah, Smitty, Smitty. the rack of yeah. ribs that's uh, journeying around with you all the season. You know, stereotypically, enhanced ribs are considered to be kind of hammy in taste, but the proof is in the pudding, right, or the scoring. Week after week, teams using Smithfield seem to be doing very well. Is it an unfair stigma to attach, you know, that uh, enhanced rib taste to product that's out there now? Um, and you're obviously doing very well with it. Yeah, I think that's the difference with the Smithfield is that it's not the hammy. And I've tried enhanced ribs in the pack, and I was listening to Sterling earlier, and yeah, you can go back to a man cave article I wrote, um, you know, a couple of years ago that said, do not, do not cook enhanced meat. And, and the guys that run my smokers in the restaurant, they laugh at me. And they're going, well, what happened? You used to get a pork here, and now all of a sudden, you know, you, you get the Smithfield stuff. What's going on? Why do you get this enhanced? You told us we couldn't do that. You know, and, and what happens is, it's not hammy though. If I if I go to some of the other competitors and try and cook that stuff, I get that hammy. But with the Smithfield, they just have that formula down. It's just the right percentage. It's not crazy over the top, um, but it doesn't come across that way. But it's really forgiving, and that's what I love about the product is you can make a mistake. And you can let it go over a degree or under a degree, and you're still fine. It's it's just very forgiving. It's very juicy. I just love the product. If I didn't love the product, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be uh, out on the national stage promoting it. It seems in a sport that has gotten so specialized in the meat department, it's a little refreshing to know you can actually go to like a Walmart, grab a ten dollar rack of ribs, or you know one of the pork shoulders. And no, you're not at a disadvantage right out of the gate because it's not one of these other specialized type of meats, right? Well, that that's exactly right. It's it's making affordable, and we talk about that about how do we make barbecue affordable because these trailers keep getting bigger and bigger, and we lose people <laughs> every year because it's an expensive sport, and unless you can score on those national stages, it, you really can't make money at this deal. You had made mention in your Sam's interview right after it was over that perhaps the only thing left for Team Iowa Smoky D's was Memphis in May. However, I think if we go back in the annals of this show, you've said on any number of specific occasions, you have no interest in doing that. So now that you've kind of said it out loud after the Sam's, is that something that you guys might go for and complete a whole new Grand Slam that you haven't thought about? Well, I can I can say we're talking about it a lot no. more. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't convinced. I'm not much of the show-and-tell guy. Um, that's the one thing I don't like about it. I like the different, the different formats, like when we won the Sunny's Invitational earlier in the year in an FBA contest. That was really cool. It was something that we hadn't done before, and 
This year we cooked a couple IBCA contests, which is a, a nice challenge. Um, same type format, but you're dealing with half chickens and spare ribs. You know, and it was just it was just a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun playing around, doing different things. So, you know, Memphis, I don't know. I don't think those guys have to be too worried, but, you know, I think at some point in our career, we're just going to have to do it and say, let's see how this happens. Could I make a billion dollars if I came up with pre-trimmed meats to market to the uh, competition barbecue circuit? That's all I ever see about well, on Facebook is the bitching of, of, you know, doing all this stuff leading up to a competition. Well, you know, I mean, I've been using the Casey competition meets, you know, a lot of the year now, and I'm not sure Casey's making millions off of it. Um, you know, it causes issues because teams, you know, they don't all want it trimmed the same way. Um, it's tough. I love the way he trims stuff. You know, I, I mean, I've went to a point that, ever since halfway through the year, I never touch a piece of meat until I get to a contest. <laughs> and I used to be never, ever leave. I mean, I would never leave for the national championship, not knowing everything was perfect before I left my restaurant. And I went in there and I started trimming, you know, Saturday or Friday morning at nine o'clock. Will this be the year in 2017 that Iowa Smokey D starts giving cooking classes? No. No? Just ask. Anybody ask my <laughs> wife, I have no class. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, like you, you've never thought about it? Well, I mean, you've never really entertained it seriously to, to do a class or anything like that? I, I, I really haven't. And I tell you why. I look at a lot of cooks that have been very successful and have went out and started cooking, you know, started giving classes. And, it, and it's great money. You know, and you go out and do the money, and what happens? You start getting beat by your students every week. And it's just really not an, an interest. You know, I mean, I give classes every week. People walk up to my trailer and say, hey, I need help with this. And I'm, I'm not going to tell them everything, but I give them nice little hints. You know, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? You know, I think we've got the entire state of Wisconsin cooking Smithfield ribs now. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just an exciting thing to be able to help out and give back to barbecue. You know, but, you know, it's not that I want to do anything formal from a, from a cooking standpoint. I really don't have time. He has added Sam's Club national champion to the notch in the belt. Uh, it's Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. Darren, congratulations again uh, uh, also to Sherry uh, for the big win this, uh, this past weekend. And, uh, you know, I can't think of another team that is so well-liked by so many other competitors and I uh, wish you nothing but continued success, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you. You got it. There he is. Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, burning the midnight oil for this show, which I certainly appreciate. And 2016 Sam's Club champ. There you go. He did it. All right, gang, if you're like me, you're thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way than doing a little butcher barbecue shopping at butcherbbq.com. They have it all, right? They have the grilling oils, which I'm using all the time now. I love the grilling oils. Here's what I say. If you're going to go to butcherbbq.com tonight and you can't think of just one thing to buy or you can't whittle it down, do... Do the grilling oil. You'll be happy. 
You have the sweet barbecue sauce, which I absolutely love. You have the standby rubs, which is the honey rub and that steak and brisket rub. Also, you have the new line of rubs, the chipotle, the cherry, the pecan, the private blend, and the standby products, the beef injection, the bird booster, the pork injection, the prime injection. Come on now, man. You have to know. If you go to butcherbbq.com, you're going to get some of the best products that are out there on the market today. And how many teams do you know that are using one or four or all of Dave's products in their camps? More than you think. More than you think. So here's what you do. You go to butcherbbq.com, and you fill up that cart with all of the great products that Dave has, and then you'll thank me later. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, wrapping it up, 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Ray Lampy at the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. After that... We talked with Mike McLeod, MMA Creative, Sam's Club Recap, and a look ahead to the World Food Championships in Orange Beach, Alabama. Then in the second hour, Sterling Ball, BigPapaSmokers.com, and the 2016 Sam's Club National Barbecue Series overall grand champ, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's, IowaSmokeyD's.com, if you want to check him out. Big show already next week. I say that each and every week, but I'm not kidding. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.